0: All right, this is The Yay, I'm Reg Clay. And Norman G. And this is The Yay, where we talk about life in the theater and the theater of life. Yay! <laughs> We've got a special guest who is a uh, dancer to the groove of the mm. music, <laughs> David Stein. What's going on, man? Oh, uh, not much, man. Did you compose that? Is that you? I wish. Well, it's uh, a late 70s uh, band that yeah, no one that knows. no one has guessed yet. Yeah, exactly. I put out a um, uh, a contest saying that people can win $100. Maybe I need to up it to 500 or whatever. What? Yes. What? what this is oh man well i think it's we haven't been dope.
1: mentioning the contest we have to keep mentioning the contest now
0: oh yeah yeah okay so yes yeah, so i'll just if Before you can if, if you can guess it you've got i'm you know i'm gonna raise it to 500 <coughs> i don't think it's oh get it to wow it. <laughs> oh man yeah not that i have that much money speaking of money well we we have to go, for it, go for it go for it well i should That's say uh, breaking news uh, <laughs> uh, no well so we have david stein who is a um You've been affiliated with Ragged Wing and uh, Wiley West Productions, is that right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right on. Uh, for a while. So, um, okay, so, we, so <laughs> we'll we we'll get into our interview a little bit later on. <laughs> but we were talking off mic last week about Equifax. Uh, right, Norman? Yeah. And, uh, well, I mean, I, well, I'm, I'm not hoping
1: that somebody will come up with some, some suggestions of what we, the normal citizens, can do to deal with this company that is, you know, they're worse than Monsanto. <laughs>
0: They are poisoning our financial world. I yeah. Think. Well, I mean, there's the big three. There's Equifax, there's TransUnion, mm-hmm. and there's Experian. Mm-hmm. I just don't know. I mean, I can't. I don't know if I can blame them for saying that our information is safe and then failing. Because I don't know if anyone can really say that our information is safe. So, to make a long story short, my account got hacked mm-hmm. immediately after our podcast on Wednesday with uh, Anju Ippolite. Um I just randomly checked my bank account. I don't know why. I didn't had no reason to do it. Mm-hmm. And what should have been, you know, over two thousand, close to three thousand dollars, was twenty dollars. <laughs> so I got hacked a serious amount of money. Right. Now I have a credit union. You know, I was very, very calm and very, very zen about things like this because you can't, you know, you, you can't, you can't trip over things you can't control. Mm-hmm. So I went in my bank and basically said, "Listen, you know." Someone hacked I, 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 the the what I saw in my uh, statement was someone made three purchases from Virgin Mobile. Maybe it was the iPhone X. I don't know. Wow. For nine hundred and fifty five dollars <laughs> times three. So basically, they said, "Listen, in ten days, we'll get your money back here. Just fill out this form, and we go through this all the time." But that's the thing.
1: We go through this all the
0: time. Yeah, I mean, I got. Do I have to check my bank every single day? Is that the the, the new normal that we live in now? And, you know, and so now, so the news is now. Let me read the slate You're making article. me want to <laughs> check
2: my bank balance right now, Rich. I'm going to, you guys talk. I'm going <laughs> to just get my phone out of here.
0: Well, luckily, we have our phone and we can check. I see Norman's got his phone now too. Oops. Not that Everybody everybody who's at home right now, That's go, right. go check your bank balance. <laughs> but please also listen to the yay. So <laughs> there's a slate article. Equifax repeatedly tweeted the wrong earl for its website about the data breach. So basically, they have the special uh, website. It's called uh, EquifaxSecurity27.com. That's Wait where you a can minute. Shi- that's the real one. That's the real one. So don't mention the other one. But I'm not going to mention the other one, but it's basically the, the exact opposite, mm-hmm. of, and I'm not going to mention it. Right. But so someone who works at Equifax tweeted the wrong URL and did it seven times before another person found out about it and said, oh, you know, guess what? We made a problem and, you know um, – Actually, it says here, oh dear, Echofax has left the tweet up since yesterday with a fake phishing domain in it. Pours one out for Tim. I guess Tim is the guy who mm-hmm. <laughs> probably gets fired now. And then uh, they have the real uh, tweet. But um, I mean, it's not a laughing matter. I mean, this is our fi- this is our financial security. Well, there should be consequences. That's, yeah.
1: that's my issue with all this is if you killed somebody, you'd go to jail, mm-hmm. you know, un- unless you're a cop. But a <laughs> um, yeah. But, no, I mean, you know, yeah. the average citizen, you'd be in trouble. A corporation does something horrible, and what happens?
0: You know, the Whoops. worst
1: that seems to happen is a few people get fired. They might change the name. They just keep moving. And I'm like, no, they should they should be mm-hmm. destroyed. I mean, this is
0: different from Chipotle. Remember the Chipotle um The food the den- scare, yeah. yeah. I don't know if anyone died from Chipotle, but they, they were sick. Mm-hmm. And they were like, oops. I'm sorry, well, you know, we fixed a couple of things and things are better now. Trust us. Mm-hmm. And this is a company right. that is found you know, founded on trust. Have you had any credit issues or any issues with um that sort of stuff, David?
2: No, but I did have some Chipotle this summer. <laughs> uh, I guess it, it was it was the best burrito I think I've ever had.
3: Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm telling
2: you, right now it's the best time to go to Chipotle. <laughs> I would love to get sick at Chipotle right now. I would love <laughs> some of that Chipotle money. Yeah. I'm telling oh. you. You oh go in there and you right, get right, sick. Yeah. You, I, you know, a little food poisoning for you know that's five right. six million dollars. I'll take that. That's right. Everybody go to Chipotle. That's
0: right. <laughs> and if this you podcast want to and and you risk it, take your kids, and uh, <laughs> then you get even more money. Oh man! <laughs> but no, I've
2: not had had any uh, problems yeah. with uh, you know identity theft or anything like that. Oh, you know, well, that's good. Yeah. yeah. But everybody, you know, go do the fraud blocker. Put that on there.
0: Yeah, if we can trust that. If you can, <laughs>
2: right? Give them your social security number and trust. Right. Yeah. That they are going to protect that information.
0: Yeah, and that's that, that's the uh, the horrible thing. Also, in news, what, actually, how are you doing? How's your week? I'm, <laughs> I'm fine. The
1: week has just been busy, and yeah. I'm, I guess summer is officially over now. We are officially in the that's autumn.
0: Right. It's September, sweater weather. Twenty one. <laughs> Get your sweaters out. Oh yeah, that that is right.
2: I was up at Shanks last night and. Rose my, uh, you know what off. Yeah. It was oh, you cold
1: have up there. Me was, it
0: measure measure? It was measure for measure? measure for measure. That's yeah. right. I was about to uh, to pimp that, yeah. Oh, good.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No, people have to beg me to go to Cal Shakes anymore. I'm, I am not freezing. <laughs> I don't believe in it.
2: <laughs> and it's that cold that gets in your bones, you know? Like, it's just, you put on the layers in the blanket, and it you just can't. It
1: pours over the ridge mm-hmm. and down into that, that amphitheater. It yeah. just pours right into there. Yeah. yeah.
0: I think I told you the first time I came to San Francisco, I was at a conference. It was in 95. And I'm thinking, it's June. And, hey, I don't need a sweater. I'm coming from the right. East Coast. So I'm right. thinking it's going to be like 95 degrees. And I didn't have a jacket on. I was walking whatever. I was like, oh, my God, I got to get to a CVS and <laughs> get something.
1: <laughs> my uncle was here last summer, and he did that. Stayed in San Francisco. Had to go out and buy a jacket. like, mm-hmm. oh, yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. Welcome to San Fran. Yeah,
1: pack those shorts up. You're, mm-hmm. you're not wearing shorts.
0: So – I have here Trump feuds with the NFL and the NBA. You didn't hear about this? No. Oh. So Trump, because he's he's in Texas. No, he, I think he's in Oklahoma. It, no, it's he's campaigning for someone. Someone's running for the Senate seat. I think it's, oh. Luther, the, Luther, it's, Luther, it's just, yeah, Luther Luther Strange. Yeah, Luther Strange. I believe Alabama. Yeah. I think it's Alabama. That's a, that's a guy. Luther it's Strange. Alabama because it's it's Jeff Sessions' old seat. Mm-hmm. This is this is
2: Republican on Republican action, Mm -hmm. right? This is Trump on Trump light action. These are two red guys going at it. Oh, good, right? Yeah,
0: alt right versus and he wait a minute, and he got involved. So he made a statement basically saying that um, all of these black athletes who are protesting the national anthem should be. I guess I think he called them sons of, of bitches. What? Uh, uh, Trump uh, said that. Yeah, amazing. <laughs> <laughs> He's such a nice guy. He would Donald, not say something the like that. The Donald Trump I know <laughs> said that. And that's also, that's outrageous. Also, he attacked the NBA because the Golden State Warriors, who of course won the NBA oh, right. championship, haven't will not go. Well, to they, the haven't, the, haven't, they, they haven't. They haven't formally said whether yeah. or not they're going to go. But Kevin Durant has on record, and mm-hmm. Steph Curry said, you know, that he wasn't going to. That do he it. wasn't going to go. And right. so Trump basically says, well, we don't want them. They're not invited. Mm-hmm. Who is he not pissed off now? Like, who's left? I mean, seriously. I mean, he goes out who's of his left? way to burn bridges.
1: Well, what I think <laughs> is even more fun, though, are the people like, like Sessions who step up in front of the mics and make some bold statement gleefully like Sessions did. Gleeful. Yeah. Gleeful. This is what we're doing only to have the president undercut him within hours. Right. You know, how many people in this cabinet have done that? Yeah, oh, that is. By, uh, the yeah. vice president must just know I'm going to make this statement, and I know that son of a bitch is going <laughs> to get on the mic and <laughs> yeah. right. in just a couple <laughs> of hours, exactly the opposite of what and I'm there, saying. There's even
0: a rift between Rex Tillerson, the secretary of state, and Nikki Haley regarding how to deal with Viet, um, North Korea. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know the whole details of it, but it's one of those things where Tillerson was like, well, listen – we need to engage and talk with North Korea. And I think Nikki Hale was like, no, we need to cut off ties. And Right. And, it, you know, I think Trump just is loving loving, having fun watching people just battle over it each it other. He seems
1: to get a kick out of it. Yeah. And threatening 25 million people's lives. but
3: oh, yeah. Yeah.
2: Spoken like a true daughter.
3: It's crazy.
0: <laughs> I, I wish
1: they would treat him like one. Yeah.
0: Yeah. What's it going to take? What, what's it going to take? But uh, I'm I afraid to see. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not too worried, I, although I don't know, because, you know, now the the tweets, you know, that he says with Kim Jong-un, and now Kim Jong-un is, you know, making all sorts of crazy statements like, you know, launching a missile in the Pacific Ocean. Right. Maybe threatening, I don't know, Hawaii or whatever. Uh, you tell You tell yourselves, well, okay, this is news, but it doesn't really affect me, so maybe, and, mm-hmm. you know, you just – Hoping cross your fingers that everything's going to be okay.
1: Well, what it really affects, I mean, because that's the the crazy way that the American media reports this stuff. Right. But when he sends him or says he's going to send a a missile to Guam, that's because we have bases on Guam. That's because the military exercises that are (coughs) going to happen Mm. over there, and the purpose of those exercises is to pretend, you know, is to practice what we would do to fight North Korea. Yeah. So he's just going, oh, okay. And so you'd send folks from – here I can hit this. Yeah, and same thing with Japan. When he sent it over Japan, where did he send it over? He sent it over where the U.S. military base is. Mm. I don't know why the American media doesn't report this. That's what he's doing. Yeah, he's saying, "Oh, you want to come in my backyard and you know and rattle your sabers? Great. This is what I will do." So he's not tr- he's not trying to threaten the mainland United States. Mm-hmm. Even though he makes noise about that, what yeah. he's very strategically doing is saying... If you do that, yeah. I can hit you. Yeah. And that just makes sense. Yeah. Plus, with China on the other end of it, you, know, you threaten 25 million people. Well, mm-hmm. those 25 million people live next door to our allies. Yeah. And on the other side is China. Yeah. China is not going to like that. China is really not going to like off that. China. So, yeah. I, I just... I don't see how any of them have a position. Actually, I, I love watching Rex Tillerson twist in the wind mm. as he tries to find a position that he yeah. can take that still sounds like strength <coughs> right. but doesn't sound crazy.
0: And this is what happens when you have a president who gets elected. Of course, he I'm sure he was co- completely shocked that he got elected. I know. And then he hires people who don't – who are not qualified. Who know nothing about government. And now we have this situation. Nobody knows what to do. So it's it's – you shouldn't it's say know nothing instead. about government.
1: They know nothing about diplomacy.
0: Well, right. I mean, they're not qualified. They're not as qual. They're not the most qualified people in the room.
1: They're qualified for taking advantage of whatever ways the government will allow sure. corporations to take advantage. Right. That's what they're qualified right. for. But for actually running the country, that's, that's what I mean. Right. Yeah.
2: yeah. And the scary thing is, most of these diplomatic posts in South Korea are not filled. Right. So we don't know right. what's going on on the ground. Mm-hmm. Right. And this is like somebody, Kim Jong-un, he's got a nuclear gun to the head of those people in right. Seoul. Mm-hmm. Yes. And and we need to be negotiating. We need to be talking, not taking this aggressive, right. chest-thumping stance. Right.
0: I mean, this John Wayne stuff doesn't help anybody. You know, we
2: can't right. talk about, you know, shooting down one of their missiles that they launched. That's a
0: terrible idea. Right. Yeah. That's terrible. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's It's really, really crazy. So – Okay, enough of politics. Um, <laughs> <laughs> enough of the fun stuff. You know, it's a wonderful Saturday afternoon. Um, so, David, so uh, I've known you um, since A Night's Escape. You know, we uh, did that oh, old, es- old East Ender.
2: Now, did you work on all these shows? Oh, yes. There? there are all these posters up on the wall. Yeah. It's kind of covering yeah, yeah,
0: there's a wonderful wall of wallpaper here. of
2: theater posters. Yeah, yeah. And
0: there, kind of in the middle, is... <laughs> A night's escape in WWJD. Is, which, that, is that Peter Matthews? Is that is the, his eyes looking through the yeah. through the blinds there? Yeah. It was a play written by uh, the, the late Chuck Polly. The late Chuck Polly. And then immediately yeah, after that, right. you and I were worked in the dark room for the Gong Show. You, yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> which you so graciously did for me and it was such an honor to have you in that show.
0: Mhm. Well, I'll just dance and i was just jean jean to dance. Well, just just being jean jean, <laughs> just just having
2: having fun
0: what was the gong show Well, you know the gong show i mean so, I, I know so the, the TV TV show. theater had a live version <coughs> of things like we did the live version of the twilight zone ah, okay. which is now being taken up by um, uh, piano fight piano fight does that that's now. right
2: well jim jim he's he's still producing it from from far away he actually moved somewhere out close to sacramento but mm-hmm. he's mm-hmm. still he's still involved with uh, Dark Room Productions, he's still – they they did a revival of Love Sick, the Cat Allergy musical mm. uh, at the Shelton Theater. And so he's – he's uh, and they did Batman and Robin again. So he's kind of been going through the back catalog of uh, Dark Room hits and, and, and restaging them at mm-hmm. Piano Fight.
0: Good. Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. And I, I've been – I mean, I've seen a little bit of some posts from Jim. Mm-hmm. I know that uh, losing the space yeah. at – um um six, 16th and Mission, right? Mm-hmm. That w- that that was a hard thing for him.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. And and but but uh, uh, on the positive side, he and, he and Aaron O'Hannison mm-hmm. that that founded that theater. Yeah. Um uh they they're back together. They is that right? They're back. To- I, didn't, I didn't
0: want to mention that they. Uh, they're yeah. back together. They, yeah.
2: they they moved out to to this. They bought it. Bought some land. They bought a little place out in, near Sacramento. Uh-huh. Yeah. And I'm not exactly sure of the town, but uh-huh. uh, you know they're both they're they're made for each other. They're happy yeah. together. Well, good. Uh, and yeah, I, I, yeah. I was at their wedding. They got married at the dark room. Yeah. In the theater. Is
0: that right? I didn't I know th- that th- story. I threw
2: Jim his bachelor party. Yeah.
0: Do you know <laughs> you, Do you know Jim Fordinus? I do. Like, Fortiadas. Yeah. He reminds me of. I used to when I was a kid. I read read Mad magazine, sure. And the the uh, the guy who created was William Gaines, who looked like yeah. this great big, um, yeah. sort of like um, Jerry Garcia. Right. Right. Yeah, like Jerry Garcia. Yeah. So Jim. He, yeah. And who he, he me yeah
2: he played Emperor Norton. Yeah. In Emperor Norton the musical, which which I ended up That's directing. Right, uh, yeah. Yeah.
0: And we talk about the the um, the community of theater. Now the dark room is a fantastic example of that. You know when and I'm glad that it's still going on. I'm sure people have moved on, but it was one place. So it,
1: was it in that, that red brick building?
0: It
2: used to be a sushi bar restaurant mm-hmm. way back in the day. When I first went there, Aaron brought me in, and I was touring the space, and there's, the bar was still down mm-hmm. the left-hand side of the theater, and behind the bar was the tech booth at one that's end. Right, yeah. And at the other end of the bar, she said, Shh, that's a pirate cat radio. Don't tell anybody. And there's a pirate radio station at the other oh. end of the bar. With the stage in the middle and people lived there. Yeah. Ty McKenzie um moved in. I mean, mm-hmm. this is after Spanganga. This is a long time ago. Spanganga was around the corner in the mission and that was uh <laughs> that was that was Sean Kelly's uh theater space. Mm-hmm. And he, he threw sex parties to finance his, his theater endeavors. <laughs> wow. And then Spanganga closed and they all moved into the to the dark room and that's uh-huh. where Ty McKenzie started, that's where Jim and Aaron, they were all part of that that group.
0: Yeah. Right. And it was a, mo- I, I, I mean, I say motley crew, I mean, in, in an aff- affectionate way, but, okay. you know, you had all sorts of folks just going there, like, my experience uh, doing the, both Twilight Zone and also um, the Gong Show, and also Bad Movie Night, you know. That bad Movie nice. Night. Yeah. This is, like, <laughs> this is punk rock theater. Right. right. Because
2: in that space, it also used to be a little punk bar uh, that closed down not too long after with the sushi bar. There were... And things going on, and yeah. you still had the old bottle opener like at the end West, of the bar. Like it was like BYOB. You go to the liquor store across the street, you buy your beer, and then you go back to the theater. And
1: I'm trying to envision where the sushi place was. This is, what? Wow. I'm trying to think between of Between
2: 18th and 19th, I think it's between oh. either 18th and 19th on Mission Street. So if yeah. you're going up from the BART, it's okay. on the left hand side, uh-huh. going yeah, go up Mission marquee. Street. Wow. Had a marquee.
0: Uh-huh. I thought it was a former movie theater.
3: Okay.
2: Well, you would think that because yeah. it's called the Dark Room. <laughs> yeah, you yeah. would think that.
0: Yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> and that's and so we did the Gong Show there with Craig Dickerson, who that's was right. who was on your show, <laughs> who who right. did an amazing while.
0: job as being Chuck. Chuck he was Daris. he
2: was Chuck Barris. So I had this wow. idea. Yeah. I I I grew up watching the Gong Show on yeah. TV, and I and they'd been you know they'd done the Twilight Zone, they'd done Batman and Robin, they'd done. Uh, before Young Frankenstein, but th- you know what I mean. They had the idea of, like, we're going to do covers yeah. right. of our favorite shows or favorite <laughs> movies live on stage. When I first went there, I saw uh, um, uh, The Princess Bride, uh-huh. which ran for, like, six months. Uh-huh. It had, like, three or four extensions. Yeah, wow. And it was with Josh Lynn and Nancy Bauer and Cameron Ng, and Jim was in it. Uh-huh. Um, and it was it was fantastic. And it was this tiny little... Is no yeah. bigger than a than the, like the a stage, parking space.
0: It's I mean the stage Norman, if you can imagine, is like a third of m- of my living room. Yeah, it was. I'm it it was I in, I went Yeah, wasn't house. even this big. Yeah.
1: For, um, oh geez, what was it? It was a film. Um, Reservoir Dogs, maybe.
0: Oh, you went in there? Well, it'll yeah. It'll, yeah, maybe. It might, something like that. Yeah. But in any case, yeah. So, so those things, uh, you know, went on yeah. in there.
2: So we we got together and and uh, we got together over a dozen kooky. Yeah, acts that we found on you, Craigslist. Yeah, you, you
0: put you posted on Craigslist. Hey, if you got an act, just come on, come on in.
2: And, and then I got some people that I'd done theater with, and and it was semi semi scripted. So we had we had you know quote celebrity judges, yeah. which is true. We had yeah. we had Sean Daniels, who was the the latest artistic director at Calshakes at the time. He mm-hmm. came in as Balla Tequila. Ed Jim and uh, Sherilyn Connolly. That's right. Uh, and and uh, Michael Lamb and and. Um, other, other folks I can't think yeah, of, but, yeah, yeah. but we have, we rotated them out every night, and we had a big giant gong that the Daisy found, which is uh, you know Craig's girlfriend, I don't yeah, know, now uh, wife, wife, yeah. Now wife, up, fantastic, yeah. Yeah. It, you know. And by the way, if they're still listening, I think I owe Craig a little bit of money from you know twelve <laughs> years ago. <laughs> Craig, I'm working on it. <laughs> I'm working on it. But it was some. It was a lot of fun, and yeah. our, and and and, and uh, it was semi-scripted, so we we kind of knew who the sacrificial yeah. gongers were going to be. And then and, and nobody, Other,
0: nobody got paid, right? The no, the, the Craigslist folks.
2: Nobody got paid, but there was some prizes that we'd scrounged okay. together. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and 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 of course we had our, our Gene G and the Dancing Machine, which which <laughs> was, which was you, and you did an awesome job.
0: Yeah, yeah. And it was fun. It was we really had an awesome.
2: unknown comic. We had Denzel Myers as That's the right. unknown comic.
0: Where's Denzel these days? Oh,
2: good question. Where isn't he?
0: he? He's he's yeah.
2: He could be here right now. <laughs> he's everywhere. He he's was, a he was ephemeral, That guy, yeah, super talented. And, and it was yeah, it was so much fun. And, I and the
0: girls who did the popsicles.
2: We had the Popsicle Twins. Yeah.
0: <laughs> now, Norm, that was, I mean, that, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> talk about keep your head to the sky, if you know what I'm talking oh. about.
2: Oh, <laughs> okay. Very, very sexual. Wow. But just just on the Popsicle Twins were, were famous on the gong show for just <laughs> going on and just sucking on some popsicles. And that's all they did.
0: Yeah, remember the great ah. the, the great Satan or the great Satan or whatever that dude great
2: is? Great Satan. Oh, he was... He
0: was now, he was, was he was a legitimate Craigslist guy, right?
2: Yeah, and he was awful good. Yeah, I mean he was he was awful, so bad awful good. he was so good. But we also had some sort of well-known local musicians on. There was um, a, a, a group called uh, the Fawn Fables, mm-hmm. and uh, and I was friends with um, uh, Sheila McCarthy, who um, her sister Dawn was in the Fawn Fables, and and I got her and her friends to get up there and, and do an act. And then we got um, uh, the Fawn Fables to get up there, and um, they got gonged, mm-hmm. and and th- it was a little bit shocking because <laughs> they were not supposed to get gonged. And I swear to That's God, the well, real talent! And it's been like 12 years, and I'm sure they still hold a grudge against me. They like they blame me <laughs> well, for well, you for you them getting gonged. Them. <laughs> well, I, I sort of said, "Well, you guys are you know you're not going to get gonged. You're you're yeah. t- you're towards the end. Everybody knows you, and they know your music. And it yeah. was like within like five seconds,
0: bong, yeah but it was fun it was really fun and and you know, then you yeah.
2: came back mm-hmm. you came back to the dark room to do another show that i wrote
0: that's right uh the twilight zone right the twilight
2: zone yeah the where, where you you played a version of yourself mm-hmm. do you remember you remember that i wrote you i wrote you a monologue
0: oh the millionaire yeah <laughs> well, you <laughs>
2: Yeah, you 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 were talking about being on the Gong Show and, uh-huh. and you know and I I'm a real actor I mean you were so oh, good to right. you were so good to do this because <clears> I was also <throat> playing an exaggerated version yeah. of we're myself. We're hamming
0: it up. I mean it was Ham City, but you know it was I'm fun, a serious. I well, went it. to Tish.
2: I'm a serious actor. And your me is Gene Gene the Dancing Machine. Now whenever I see people, they they throw things
0: at my feet and say Go Gene Gene. Go. And you were like and you
2: had this whole rant that I wrote for you. And yeah. It was hilarious and you just tore me up. It was yeah. awesome. Oh. <laughs>
0: oh, oh, thank you so much. Yeah, <laughs> and I remember—I uh, remember—I th- did the sound a uh, mix because we had to do the sound mix of the various television shows. I, that was fun. Oh, the little oh. sound, the little sound design thing. Yeah, that was, that was a I'm version
2: out. of the Silence, which is an old, old original Twilight Zone about a guy who couldn't shut up, and he's oh. at a gentleman's club, and they—who was
1: th- the actor?
2: Oh, one of these like famous actors I can't think. I of. of can't God. God. William uh, Holden, maybe? Uh, uh, I don't know. Yeah, and 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 the at the gentleman's club, he's asking everybody for money to invest in some oh harebrained huh. scheme, and he sure. won't stop talking. And mm-hmm. this is one of those old stuffy, you know, white men clubs. And uh-huh. guy there says, you know, I'm going to bet you, and back then it was like $1,000, you know, for right. some right. high right. figure back in the 50s. You right. cannot be quiet for an entire year. And the guy said, well, watch me. So he said, okay, well, I'm going to put you in a sealed room. And you are not allowed to, to speak for the, the entire year. And if you get through that entire year, you're going to get this small fortune from oh me. No, but no. if you utter one word, the right, deal's right, off. Right, right. I'm, I'm going to do this because all I could see were right. money, dollar signs in his right, eyes. Right. And he went through the mm-hmm. in, the entire year. And it turns out that uh, the guy who made him the bet is that I didn't That's think you we were wrong. actually going to go through with it. I filed for bankruptcy. <laughs> I don't have any money. And it turns out that the guy who took the bet, he – Pulled down this scarf oh, right. he'd been wearing the whole time. That's right. <coughs> he cut
0: his, yeah, he had uh, severed his vocal cords. Mm-hmm. Right. So I
2: rewrote this with me in the role. I was in The Twilight Zone. It was a double header every night. There were two original episodes. So I was in Jeez. one called Midnight Sun, and I had a kind of a small part mm-hmm. in it. And then I got to write and direct um, The Silence. So it was me right. talking about myself after the first piece sure. at a taqueria down uh, in Mission Street that happened to be owned by Reg who got oh, yeah. inheritance. Sure. The, tapas, right? yeah. the Tapas restaurant. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and, yeah, yeah. and and I show up there and they're they're and, and I cast the director and writer from the previous episode mm-hmm. and the actors and they're talking about the, the show that had just happened and then I come walking like, Oh God, here comes David, everybody be quiet, he won't shut up. And I'm talking, and I'm saying oh, I just you know I didn't really feel it. I wasn't really getting what I wanted from my scene partner. You know what it's mm-hmm. like, and I was just this sure y- you know not like a you know mm-hmm. what, oh, man, I'm a big jerk, right? <laughs> right, you know, right not right, like right. I really am, but um. And, and so you were like you you just you're always talking about yourself, and yeah, that's when yeah. you went on about the right. Gene Gene, <laughs> right. and I'm a real actor, and you're just this. Yeah. You play these little tiny parts, and you got this huge ego, and you can't shut up for a whole year. Yeah. So then we took it from there. Yeah turned out that Reg had lost the business, and you'd file for bankruptcy. Yeah. So wait a minute.
0: So you were writing a lot of this stuff?
2: I was. Yeah. Wow. I was.
0: Yeah, it's very similar to um, – um, we had um, – oh, Scott Munson. He he just wrote a piece for The Twilight Zone. Right. So The, so the Twilight Zone, it sounds like the darkroom stuff is being moved to the Play Cafe. Uh, I'm sorry, Piano yeah. Cafe. Right. Yeah, right. Yeah. So is, is Jim still – he's still financing all of this? He's still involved?
2: I, I'm really not – I'm not sure. Yeah, you know, I see him on
0: Facebook, and I see the postings and the. Okay. You but know. you're
1: not as involved.
0: Not, no. no, not as not as involved. Okay, but it's, it, it sounds like the spirit of the dark room has moved to a uh, piano fight, and we have talked like about piano fight. Yeah, evolved. I mean, you know, piano fight has everything going on, and we right about now, it. yeah, it, it That's the best thing about San Francisco the theaters. The right that now, yes.
2: It's it's that you know, and it has been for a mm-hmm. while that that if you if you love theater, you're going to do it because you you love it and have a passion for it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's this, if you know, and if you step outside the Bay Area, it, it's it, like you go, you know, L.A. There's a, th- a, a quote theater scene, right. but it's but it's <laughs> it's a theater scene. It's to be seen, right? It, it's it to it's to advance to present yourself. It's to present I, yourself. I, it's
1: been a long time since yeah. I've been to L.A. theater, but I remember I lived down there. I grew up down there, and at one point I went to see. I got fascinated with Sam Shepard. I think I was actually up here at the time. And um, somebody was doing, what is it, Geography of a Dreamer or something like that, whatever. There's a Sam Shepard piece. And I wanted to see it. I'd I w- I read it. I wanted to see it. So I went to see it. Well, <laughs> in the program are all these announcements of the people who had been in the show but are, have gone off to do other things and the people who are replacing them because that's L.A. theater.
2: That's right. And you do and the
1: show, and so these people had committed to the show, including somebody like the costumer or the lighting designer or somebody who had only committed to the show because they knew some producers were going to come see it, and once that was done, they were gone
2: and you wow. pay and you pay into it yeah, yeah. there 's a lot of companies there that because you have like you know, five ten people showing up, and they 're like maybe they 're casting directors, maybe they 're mm-hmm. basically their assistants right to right. the casting directors. Yes. And then you got to pay for the rent. you got to pay for the production. Mm-hmm. And the actors, it's a collective. You all, like, pay into it. Where, you know, here we're a little more fortunate. But it's it's also that it's this really beautiful, precious thing that mm-hmm. you can do theater here because you love doing mm-hmm. it. You you Nobody has any uh, ulterior motives in mind. Yeah. It's just for the, the passion of it. And people have their day jobs. Yeah. Well, and then they go. And, that,
1: and that's one of our questions to people is, so what's your day job? Yeah.
2: Well, <laughs>
0: what what, what <laughs> would you call your have day have job? An, let's
2: have an origin story. Uh, oh, what story? Origins. Oh, oh, origin. So origin I mean, I get story. Into it and when did
1: you become a theater guy? <laughs> yeah. Well, well you become a theater guy. A theater guy.
0: I imagine when you were a kid, you know, you were just a ham and all that stuff. Well, I'll let you. Actually, so. you know, I, I
2: wasn't. I was I was the shy kid. Um, I, growing up in a very small town of a population of fifteen hundred, hmm. back in the seventies, there was uh, you had four or five TV channels.
0: Right. Yep. Same with us.
2: And that was it. Yeah. And there was no video games, there were no smartphones, there was no internet. Um, my dad used to travel during the week, he was a traveling salesman, yeah. and I'd stay with my mom, and she, my mom went to the American Academy of Dramatic Arts, and, oh. uh, and when I was a kid, we would we'd watch a movie on the TV, and then we'd turn off the TV, and then we would react out the scenes that we'd already just seen in the movie, just wow. for fun, uh-huh, for something yeah. to do. Uh-huh. Uh, and that's and that's how I got, got started, uh, I guess, you know, bitten by the acting bug.
0: Yeah. Where did you grow up? Here in California?
2: I grew up in Delaware. Wow, Dover? One, no, Rehoboth Beach. Okay. One of That's the, the, the smallest towns in the smallest state. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah. But but the population in the summer would swell to like twenty five thousand. Mm-hmm. Oh, because be- people are vacationing? Because people are vacationing. Yeah. So every summer as people would come down from like D C or Philadelphia and I just I knew I needed to get out of that town. I wanted mm-hmm. to live in a city somewhere that was I could get lost in. Yeah. Yeah. You
3: know.
0: Yeah, and I you hear just you. Couldn't
2: do that in a small town.
0: Yeah, did you have any uh, formal training? I mean, did you go to college for theater?
2: I did a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> I did a little bit. I went to uh, I, when I I moved to Australia for uh, wow. a few years mm-hmm. uh, during high school with my parents. So I was when I went there, I I was very much involved in, in, in theater in school here, and I had just done a two week drama camp, and then I moved to Australia, and I had all these ideas of you know Viola mm-hmm. and... Theater games wow. and I was teaching this stuff to to you know the, my Australian schoolmates mm-hmm. who you know, never heard of Viola Spolin I mean right the, she a little bit obscure but you know yeah. um, so from there I was t- I took classes at the University of Sydney because they weren't really offering enough theater in school I was like you know I want more 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 yeah, yeah. Um, and and then my father passed away when I was overseas mm-hmm. and he well. was he was very much against theater he was a, he was an old school. Come a came a out of the depression, get a real job, yeah. save your pennies. I
1: don't want to. You're going to starve. I, I definitely got
3: that.
2: Seat, starving. Yeah. yeah, I don't want a starving artist first. You're never going to make a dime.
3: Right. You're nothing you like negative reinforcement. <laughs> <laughs> right.
2: Yeah, so, so uh, it, it kind of had me thinking, well, is this something I want to do with, with my whole life? Well, I did ultimately. It's funny. When I was in Australia, I, I got involved in um, radio. Oh, okay. Yeah, and, and for for you kids out there who are who are under thirty, radio is is a thing. <laughs> yeah, you know, before podcasting, right. you know, People actually you know, did radio shows. That's right. You had the right. dial. You had the dial. <laughs> That's right. That's right. And it was it was live. Yep, okay. right. it was live. None of this pre recorded stuff.
3: Right, right. Um,
2: but uh, yeah, I did radio, and I and I and I was like, oh, I want to be a radio journalist. So I interviewed a lot of bands that came to town. Uh, and so my idea was oh communications and maybe music. Wonder, and This
1: was in Australia.
2: Was in Australia. Okay. I I started um, reading community news for uh, mm-hmm. a community radio station, and, and from there, got my own show. And, nice. and 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 I started interviewing all these you know punk bands and new wave bands that would come to town. Mm-hmm. Depeche, Depeche Mode and the Sisters of Mercy.
0: And you got to interview Depeche Mode.
2: Yeah. Well, wow. Yeah, yeah, that I was actually, awesome. Actually, I ran into him again in L.A. a couple of years later. It's funny. A lot of the people I talked to in Australia when I moved back here to the states, I <coughs> run run into them in L. A. and they're like, "Hey, hey, you're I remember you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What, what are you What are you doing here? Yeah. Or, or I went actually. So from from Australia, I went to Boston to go to school Northeastern. Yeah. Oh. And and yeah, I ran into to somebody I you know hung out with in Australia, and I and I majored in music with a minor in theater. Okay. And I realized I was not so great at the music music theory part of mm-hmm. of. Yeah. My musical education, yeah, um, and then you know, life happened. I moved to LA and got an internship in music publishing, and I kind of decided yeah, you know, I'm going to just try other things, um, see what it's like, yeah, see if I'm good at anything else, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and I'm not.
0: Uh. <laughs> well, you gave it a shot. Well, I gave it a
2: shot. I actually, when I moved to San Francisco with uh, with my ex wife back in the in the '90s, I opened a we opened a record store. Okay. Yeah, Whoa, CDs. CDs and back records. Back in the day. Oh, CDs. Okay. Well, you know, there was a big future in compact discs, let there me was. tell you. Yeah, I remember, yeah. I remember the first
1: <laughs> store in San Francisco. We, we had
2: no idea what was coming.
1: <laughs> I knew the guy who opened the first store in San Francisco, CD really. store in San Francisco. you yeah. really? Yeah. 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 And he died of AIDS complications. But but he was a happy man while that was going.
2: It was nice to have our own business for a while. We were very stressful, I have to say. but. Yeah. Uh, was it something
0: know, like Rasputin or um, it was a
2: small version of that? you know we specialized in, in you know, imports and you know bootlegs mm-hmm. um, live recordings, vinyl, obscure vinyl. We do a lot of special orders and uh, mm-hmm. didn 't get into the UCD thing uh, until about a year after we opened and at that point, you know our sales it was really hard to kind of like bring ourselves out because the margin for new CDs at the time was really tough because we go through right. a a third party to buy them because we're a small store, and unlike sure. Virgin, it could buy them direct. Sure. Uh, you know, the things you learn when you're running a business, I didn't know that when I got into it. So mm-hmm. yeah. we, we took a huge hit. It didn't work out, and then I uh, realized, well, okay, what do I really want to do with my life? It's going to make me happy regardless of whether I'm going to make any money at right. it, and it was, yeah. just, you know, theater. kept coming back to
0: theater. Mm-hmm. So, so the theater bug, you still had that, I mean, although you ventured oh, into different def- always,
2: Always had it. Always had it, yeah. Yeah. Um, it's funny when I was in the in the record store, I went across the street one day to buy a, buy a snack, and there was a guy standing in line that had this Nash Bridges jacket on.
3: Hmm.
2: And I said, "Hey, are you working on that show by any chance?" He goes, "Yeah, we're shooting right around the corner." Mm. I said, "Who does uh, your background casting, by the way?" <laughs> yeah, and he said, "Bobono." <laughs> I was like, "What was that?" He goes, "Bobono." Right. And I went back to the store, and I'm like, "Bobono, Bobono." What's what's Bobineau? Mm -hmm. So I got out a phone book, Mm
1: -hmm. because
2: that's what you did when you looked up a number. Right. right? And I looked under B's for Bobineau. Mm -hmm. Like, what is that? And then I got to the B's, and I literally went through the B section, and I found Bo Bonneau. Right. Two names. Yes. First name and a last name. Right. Casting. Yes. And I called them up, and they said, sure, come on down. And then a week later, I'm walking around in... Hospital scrubs in Letterman Hospital, oh, right on, doing a Nash Bridges episode. So that was wow. kind of how I got back into. Oh, this is what I want to do. This is what I want to do.
3: I
1: think yeah. I probably met you around that time.
2: I believe so. Mm-hmm. I believe so.
1: No, and we we reconnected a piano fight. Yeah. And you were like, you probably don't remember me. <laughs> and I'm like, no, dude, I totally do remember you because you had audition for me for Oakland Public
2: Theater. Well, that was when I first started to get back yeah, into doing theater. Saying, it sounds like it was that time. Yeah. Well, I got very lucky with Nash Bridges, and I got three vouchers in a row.
3: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. When
2: Nicole Hampton, who was moving to Hawaii, one day, I said, "Hey, can I get a Taft Hartley?" Or yeah, I said, "I said, I look, I'm looking around, and go." I don't see enough people. You know, I was like always looking for the angle. I was like yeah, that, right, I, that yeah, actor right, who yes. was doing a head count of yes. everybody on set. Mm-hmm. I'm like,
3: mm, let's see, Don
2: Johnson has not shown up for the last three days. He's calling in sick. Everybody knew he was in Jamaica with his mistress. Right. And by the third day, people stopped showing up. And I'm like, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, you need to have a certain amount of mm-hmm. union actors working. Yeah. And I found Nicole. And I was like, I don't, it looks like you don't have enough union actors working. And she's like, do you want a voucher? I said, yeah, if you're giving them out. <laughs> she said, okay, I'll see what I can do. Yeah. Well, And then the, the shoot goes on for the for the next week, and then I get my paycheck, and then I got boom, 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 three days, three vouchers in a row. Mm-hmm.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And I said at the time, hey, the next time I do this, I'm going to have to join. May as well join now and make some of that sweet background money.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: But at the time – the, the actors, quote actors, I was working with in background. They they wanted to get a voucher, their vouchers, and move to LA. And thought, well, right. hey, right. if I'm in the union, I'm going to move to LA and I'm going to be a working actor and be famous. And I was like, that doesn't seem right. Like, right. just because you're in the union isn't like your automatic ticket to being cast in anything. Right. Exactly. So I decided I needed to go back to. I need to go back to the basics. So I went back. I went to ACT and oh. I went through all the classes mm-hmm. there mm-hmm. and then when i got done there i i started auditioning and mm-hmm. kept auditioning and said i'm going to keep auditioning till i get cast in something and if i'm not in something i'm going to take a class or i'm going to get mm. coaching and i'm going to get trained up and i'm going to give myself 10 years just a solid 10 years mm-hmm. of doing this mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. now for those who don't know what is taft hartley
2: oh taft hartley is a uh, is a um an amendment i guess taft and hartley were two guys mm-hmm. i think some congress guys from mm-hmm. from you know 100 years ago um, the, the rule is that there need to be a certain amount of union actors working on any production. For, for TV, there's a certain number. I think it's a little bit less than for working on a movie production. Mm. And if there are not enough union people working, then they have to grab somebody who is a non-union person and make them union for that working period mm. to cover the, the numbers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and, and they can do that to you three times. Mm-hmm. But after the third time... You're supposed you, to join the you union. have to join the union yeah. they cannot give you any more after right.
0: that yeah yeah i'm thinking
2: it's a bit of a back door I, I, it's a bit of a back door and it it's is. something i've been living with for a while that kind of uh, okay so i got it through the back door but am i really an actor am i really worthy of this union these card these are
1: these are the questions that, to me that are really worth exploring because i think a lot of us get caught up in this and uh, but you nailed it with that whole People get to this point and they think, and therefore I will go to L.A. because therefore they will pay attention to me, as if the union has anything to do with you getting any work at all. Right. All the union is, is once you get some work, you get paid, and you might get into some auditions that you might not otherwise get into if you're union. But in terms of actually working or getting work, it has nothing to do with that. But we beat ourselves up with this sense of, Maybe I did this the wrong way. And there is no right way, wrong way. What is Sidney Poitier was like 16, 17 mm-hmm. when he got a gig on Broadway? Yeah. You know, and how many kids have gotten a gig on Broadway and then never done anything else ever? Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Or the alternative, uh, Samuel L. Jackson. I think he was middle age, I think, mm-hmm. before he became discovered. That's
2: right. Yeah. And it's, it's about your love for the work, for doing the work uh and, and the the union card not union card i mean these days it's it's you know you don't really need that anymore it mm-hmm. used to be that you had to have a union card to get any work right and there's been a decline in unions in this country not just yes. with sagan after right. and, and equity but with teamsters with with well, teachers with since l- the
1: reagan era yeah since the
2: reagan era they've mm-hmm. been trying to bust
0: unions yeah yeah, yeah. they the republican uh party. Yeah, to reduce the
2: the voting power mm-hmm. know, for those, these blocks of, of blocks of people yeah. that will, you know, align themselves with a uh, with the political mm-hmm. political view.
0: I remember you were talking about um, because you off mic, you you're thinking you thinking about going back to LA. Well, you yeah, you will be going back to LA. I'm am
2: going to be going back in a in a
0: year. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, you had talked about how if you went to a uh, if you did a show, let's say in LA, That was merely just a stepping ground to getting into, you know, film and television or whatever. I mean, it's – the community is very different from – I mean, here in the Bay Mm -hmm. Area, it's a real community. I'm sure some will say, well, wow, it's really horrible, you know, the theater community in L.A. But some may say, well, no, this is the natural evolution. You know, if I want to get somewhere, then it should be a springing ground, you know.
2: It's it's gotten a lot better. It used to be that if you did theater, it was something that that the, the people in the business down there couldn't quite wrap their heads around. Right. yeah. They just couldn't quite understand it, uh, because there's there's a lot of people that do commercial work and they do th- um, um, film and they do TV. They've n- they've never done theater. Right. It used to be that you could just go there right out of school and just start auditioning, and you don't have to do right. theater outside of school. Now, it's much more respected, and it's much and now it's something that if they see a resume without theater on it, mm-hmm. your agent's going to have you go and do theater. Huh. Just to get that mm-hmm. – to get those chops, to get that acting experience. So Which, they are,
0: which is a good thing, I yeah. think. Yeah. No, no,
2: they, they will not want you to do it forever because it, you know, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> it yeah. does not really pay anything. Yeah. Um, but it's – it's they want you to have that, that um, background, that yeah.
0: experience. And uh, you see it. I mean, you know, I saw – last movie I saw was Mother. And, you know, it's gotten some mixed reviews. You know, some people just can't wrap their heads around it because it's allegorical or whatever. Mm-hmm. But getting to your point – you can tell the actors who have had theater experience when you see them either on television or or um, the movies. If there's depth. Mm-hmm. You can even tell the writers who are actual playwrights or playwrights that are adapted to whatever, I mean, to, to uh, the screen. And there's a sense of depth and, and r- well-roundedness that mm-hmm. you don't see in other productions or in other actors and actresses who are just, oh, you're beautiful. You're, you know, we're going to make you a star. But there's there's just they're just vapid.
2: Well, if you look at all the all the 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 best actors, I should say now who are working, look at their bios. Mm-hmm. They've gone to Juilliard. They've right. gone to Tisch. Adam Driver went to Juilliard.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Alan Tudyk, who's a great voice actor,
3: mm-hmm.
2: who's on in Firefly, yeah, he yeah. also went to Juilliard. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, he's in Chicken Run.
3: Yeah,
2: he played the chicken, but he went to Juilliard because right. he's yeah. he's that's you know he had that. That that theater training, yeah, it, it's so essential now.
0: Yeah, and speaking of which, people are getting into different venues. It, let's say if you can't land the role, the theater role, or the or the uh, role on television or whatever, now there's voice acting. I mean, there there are other venues that an actor. So there's the many
1: whole, everything yeah. on the net. I mean, that's yeah. I was I think I talked about it last time. The uh, was it called the North Pole? Um, there's a web show, webisode um, oh, that's yeah, set in I Oakland mean, yeah. and. The you know the uh, the professionalism of it is clear. They you know they know what they're doing. The script's pretty tight. The acting is pretty solid. Um, it's a lot of fun. It's a lot about Oakland, and they did seven short episodes, bam, and they did their thing. And I'm like, wow, this must have been like a crew doing this. <laughs> you can only be so small and keep it to a certain level of professionalism. When I see people with booms, with light booms and mic mm-hmm. booms. I know something's going on. Yeah, and they must have done that, but they managed to pull it together and do a really yeah. great job. And I'm sure there's a good chance that people, some of those people, were working on spec. And
2: that's again what I was saying about the Bay Area. People are. are this is a place to explore your passions.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: You know, it doesn't. It doesn't matter how the city has changed over the years, how the area has gotten. So gentrified, and people here you know, just coming here to, you know, make quick money. They're engineers and not creative people, but they're people who are still able to explore their passions. Mm-hmm. It's getting tougher to live here. The rents it's, it's, are,
0: I was about to say it's an uphill battle it, now. You know,
2: that's another reason why I'm 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 going to have to bug out in about a year. I'm at the upper upper threshold of what my budget is for my rent. Now, are right you now.
1: living in the city? Or are you living?
2: I live in Richmond. Oh, okay, I live in Richmond, which is the new which old is life. starting <laughs> to yeah, which is starting <laughs> yeah. to bubble. It is starting to bubble. I, I've had I've had one, two, three, four rent spikes in eight years. Yeah, mm-hmm. and and if they give me one more, I, I don't yeah, know. I I, go. I'm yeah, and 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 I'm very interested in, in uh, voiceover work and voice acting. Mm-hmm. Um, so many opportunities for mm-hmm. that. Uh, here as well as down there. Mm-hmm. Right. Speaking of unions, there there's um, not a lot of that union work going on here. Uh, SAG afterwise for voice work.
3: Right,
2: it's great if you're non-union. A lot of video game stuff, a lot mm-hmm. of industrials. Yeah, uh, but but that's where being in the union is a bit of a drawback.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, so, oh, so it's the same thing where you you mentioned your union, and all of a sudden, oh, I don't know if we can pay that. Is that
1: the, is that Not the roadblock? Not just pay it. They, they, people get terrified about it. Oh, yeah,
0: they, they, yeah. they do. And I was saying
2: this to you on, on the way up yeah, here. On the mic, yeah. There's, it's, it, there's a communications problem with the unions. With the unions, it's talking to the producers. You know, equity, for instance. Right. I know a lot of small producers, uh, and I call them producers. I use that term loosely. They're writers who want their work right. done. So they're self-producing. Right. And there is this stigma over hiring equity actors because of the fear of paperwork and red tape. I'm,
1: I'm in that process right now. I have a young writer who asked me if I am available. I said, I am available. Now, I'm in the union. Is that a problem? I don't know what that means, she says. I'm like, okay, here's a link. Here's some information. I will walk you through it if you're interested in doing it. If you're not not a problem. I'm not going to fight with you about it. But the union does not help that process
2: at all. No. When you become a member of the union, which I didn't sort of realize when I joined, is that you sign up to be an advocate. Mm-hmm. I don't mind being an advocate. I, I, I'm in three unions right now. Uh-huh. So <laughs> I'm, I'm union all the way. But, but so I your would SAG, re- your equity. And a Teamster. And a Teamster. For my day job. Nice. Wow. Nice. nice. So I, I – you know, and I'm, and no, I'm so – Those are
1: m- serious union. serious. That, yeah. That's the big union. That's right. the talk to the White House union. Absolutely. Absolutely. Once upon a time anyway.
2: Um, so – but at the same time, I, 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 I don't want to spend all this time of, of educating um, producers. Right. Uh, uh, through And walking them through the steps and, and having to s- – Having to advocate for and the and union that really it it's not job. so difficult right, yeah. to hire. Really, I mean, I'd rather I'd rather spend my time working on my craft, on my audition pieces, on mm-hmm. going to classes, and not feeling like oh, I have to defend and I have to educate and right. ex- explain. Mm-hmm, yeah. Um, that there isn't all this red tape. There's a right. form you fill out. Right. Yeah. It's Most of the time, it's that's a simple it. form. And yeah. I sign the form, right. and you send the form in. Right. Yeah. And then it's whether or not you want to pay me $25 or not.
3: Right. Or a reading or something. That, that's right, exactly what it's
2: that, That's exactly. It's so, so easy. And I was going to ask
0: you the question, Norman, because you've had to educate company, you know, like, let's well say company. Well, it's the same
1: thing that he's talking yeah. about.
0: I've, I've but do you feel the same way that he feels like, I shouldn't have to even say this?
1: Well, I like the use of the word advocate. Because if they told us that, that would be a useful thing. Because what happens is you sign up for the union and you go, oh, hell, and the union tells you. The union has no problem telling you how big and powerful they are and how they fight the fight and have been for over a century. They've been fighting this fight for you, they tell you. So you're like, oh, okay, well, I get to sit back. <laughs> no, you're an advocate. You have now just been enlisted in this battle, <laughs> and you are a soldier. You are the yeah. foot soldier on but the front line. That? Do they, they tell you that? They do not tell you that. Yeah. But if you know it, then you can manage your career based on that. Because I have no problem with a producer who sincerely wants me for a project that I'm really interested in. I have no problem taking your hand and walking us through this, and I will call the office myself to try and help this happen. I got no problem with that. But I don't want to have to do it for every frigging job. And I don't want to have to do it for jobs that I'm not even being considered for Mm -hmm. because these people are afraid and when you say to the union, hey, these people are afraid, and they say, well, as long as they jump over this high bar that we've set, there's not a problem. They're yeah. like, well, isn't there anything between your high bar yeah.
0: and me having to do the work? And here's another thing. It's probably a conversation they don't, they don't even want. They just want to talk about you know, the arts or whatever, like, hey, I've got this role for you. Oh, you're equity. And then you come in, well, here, let me explain to you how you can sign up. And maybe they want to listen. Maybe they don't want to listen. Well,
1: right. by the time you get to that point in the process, that yeah. they've seen you. Now they want you, so it's basically fishing. Now you're you're uh, they're on the hook. You're on the hook. Whoever you want to think of as the fisher. Well, you know,
2: it's funny. You mentioned that what they tell you on the uh, if you go to the SAG after website and, and you go through FAQs, mm-hmm. and the quest- the question comes up, can I can I audition? Can I do non union work if I'm in the union? And their right. answer is, here's what you do. You can you audition for them. And then if they want you, then you tell them you're in the union. Right. I'm mm. not kidding. Right. They they, they want you That's to be right. seen because if they want you, they will be willing to jump through whatever little hoops right. that they, yeah. that they but have. But that that it puts it sounds you deceptive. in the position
1: of doing it. Yeah.
2: It, it sounds deceptive, doesn't it? Yeah. And, and, the, and these days, you don't need to be in a union to be an actor. Yeah. Right. It used to be that, that back in the day, theater was the main Gig that was the main form of entertainment. People went out to see theater, right? And then they started seeing the moving pictures. But there was going to the moving pictures, and then seeing or the theater, or theater, right? Or theater. There yeah. was no Netflix, right. right? There was no like, yeah, mm-hmm. I can watch a movie on my iPad, right? Now, now there's so many different ways of, of people getting their entertainment that the union, their power is being, you know, it's being chipped away and chipped away year after year after year. So now you've say got all these,
1: just the union, but like for instance, Berkeley Rep. Um, now they just did. What Francis McDormand was there as Ida? I, I, saw, oh, that. Wow. I yeah, saw that. I saw that. Yeah, yeah. Was yeah the, I
2: yeah. can say Macbeth in here, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. But, um, <laughs> but getting her, who is a nationally recognized film star, that's great. Getting Mister, who played the whatever on that show <laughs> on some cable channel that might have gotten talked about in certain areas, getting him on stage. Why? Why are you doing that? Do you think that audience, do you think he is spending any time reaching out to that audience to say, oh, yeah, if you want to fly up to Berkeley, fly into Berkeley, you could see me on stage. Woo, he's not doing that. His people aren't doing that. And Berkeley Rep is acting like, and they're not the only ones, ACT does it too, a lot of the big houses do it, where they still grab these people like, and we're getting this important star from blah, 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 blah. It's like, wait a minute, who is it? (laughs) i got to look it up and figure out who the hell you're talking about. And, oh, but you want me to come to your theater to see him live?
3: Mm -hmm.
1: Oh. Right. I mean, the only credit I'll give them is most of the time they grab people who actually have some stage experience. But occasionally they don't. Um, Shepard had a. There was a new piece that was done by Shepard. It's probably like a decade or more ago um, that was done here. It was done ended up being done downtown. The Magic produced it, mm-hmm. and it ended up being done downtown because it sold out so early. <laughs> was that the one with
2: Nick Nolte yes. and, and Sean Penn? Yes. I don't know.
1: Which one? Nick Nolte, uh, yeah. Sean Penn, uh, Woody Harrelson, um, the guy who played the father on um, Nash Bridges. And a, and a female from, I think, Tarantino films or something. My
2: foot doctor worked on Nick Nolte's foot in that in that <laughs> run. Uh, what, and what was that? What was the plague? I, I can't even can't remember the name of right it. I, yeah. I saw it,
1: and I saw it because Rod Knapp, local actor, was understudying. He was, and it was so funny. I've seen pictures of the magic rehearsals where the understudies are doing like the whole thing,
2: and, and they were probably better, right? Well, I know that's what what you're supposed to say. I I wish I
1: could. Rod is going on as an understudy. You know he's nervous and you know he's whatever, but he's on stage as the nervous new guy, and he's clear, and you can understand everything that's going on with him. Nolte, you couldn't understand at all, and apparently Sean Penn, he was understudy. Nolte was probably drunk. So Sean Penn wasn't even there. (laughs) Woody Harrelson was the one who apparently doesn't have a huge stage background. But he was having so much fun, and he – whatever notes he got on how to be on stage, he apparently took them to heart. He was fantastic. He was wonderful. But it was funny watching Nolte, who I've known since I was a kid – and watching him going, oh, holy cow, this guy knows nothing about being on stage. Yeah. Well,
2: you, mentioned, you mentioned Macbeth and Francis McDormand and Conleth Hill from Game of Thrones. It was the worst was. matchup I've ever seen. But, <laughs> I mean, it was, a, yeah. it was a disaster, this play. I mean, they did everything wrong. They spent all their money on, on on a giant tree that you see in the first 30 seconds that gets raised up into the rafters. You never see it again. I'm like, oh, well, yeah. bring, the, bring the tree back. But the best thing about that show were the local actors. Yeah. Yeah. Jimmy yeah. Carpenter was fantastic. Uh, Rami Magran is one of the yeah. witches. She was amazing. I'm she's, sure she was. She's playing the angel in Angels in America, in America, America, right, America right now in, in Louisville. Yeah, 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 I mean, Louisville, it's right. right. Uh, they, the local actors were the best that's thing right. about that show, that's not right. these high-paid, yeah. high, well, high, high-powered high and, and uh, the TV problem, stars.
0: That's, that's what the problem with ACT and all these others. You know, they they promote, although they're in the Bay Area. I wish they would support the Bay Area local Bay Area actors who do a great job. Instead, let's bring bringing the big bucks. You know, and and, big, and big big if books. they were
1: bringing it in, because you say Francis McDormand, what's her name? Uh, Dukakis. Olivia Dukakis. Dukakis. Yeah. Right. They kept bringing her back. And it's like, okay, so the <laughs> first time it went really well, so yeah. But the second time apparently it didn't. I mean, the reviews just... And
0: entered. she was drunk too, <laughs> <laughs> Poor thing. I remember uh, a while back, Julia Roberts did sp- speed the plow. <laughs> remember, uh, this was oh. in New York. It was a long, long time ago. And it was horrible. You know, she, she just really panned it mm-hmm. because... It's the transition. The stage actor can transition, in my opinion, very easily into film. But the but you can't go the other way around, right? right. Yeah, well,
1: no, and where as you're saying, there are all these different media now. There are all these different ways of being an actor, mm-hmm. and the stage companies that are aware of that and taking advantage of it—that's some exciting stuff. You sit there going, "Whoa, that's a that's a jump cut. You just did a jump cut on stage." How freaking cool is that? Wow! Yeah, I, I
3: mm-hmm. saw uh,
2: the other place uh, oh. at um, the Symmetry Theater put this on mm-hmm. with Stacy Ross. Oh yes, it's amazing. Yes, she is played a played a woman that was uh, dealing with early signs of dementia. Right. Yeah, and they had some multimedia going on because the, the the play kept flashing back to the moment where she had this episode, her first episode, and she's giving a talk to the audience, uh, which is an audience of of doctors. Uh, mm-hmm. And she's from a pharmaceutical company, and she's pitching this pharmaceutical drug. Oh, wow. And she, it's like a TED Talk. Mm-hmm. And they had a guy with a camera on her, and, you, and her image is up on the screen behind her, and, and it looks like it's a TED Talk. Sure. It was fantastic. And yeah. that's a great, you know, inexpensive way to sort of bring in multimedia. Yeah. But but it would be even <clears throat> better to sort of reach out beyond the theater, beyond mm-hmm. that yeah. room, to, to go out into... Uh, you know, you t- the YouTube world, maybe. Yes. Um.
0: Yeah, I've been talking about that. I mean, there are, like, there's a playwright that we had on the show, Conrad Penganaban, and oh, yes. uh, he has actually a show in Um It is called Welga. But they have these YouTube videos. Yeah. So, like, a, pre- a preview. Mm-hmm. Like, here's what right. you'll see if right. you, you know, which is a fantastic way of promoting yourself. Yeah. And I wish, you know, playwrights would not just find, it's hard enough to, you know, submit your stuff to a, a company. Right you know if you get a couple of filmmakers you know maybe you can or just use your phone
1: even even if you're just doing a 2 minute clip
0: mm-hmm.
1: well and that's that's the challenge right now because on the other hand you don't – you want to honor people's rights. You know, you want to mm-hmm. honor the playwright's copyright. You want right. to honor yeah. Th- I'm talking the, about the, uh, the
0: actors. Yeah.
1: But, I mean, even with the original uh, – I think it's the place where original stuff can get away with some stuff that other people can't right now. Right, right. And I would encourage people to do it. I think it makes sense.
0: Yeah. And it opens it up for actors. Let's say you can't get cast in, let's say, I don't know, a theater company or whatever. But someone could say, hey, I'm doing a YouTube video thing. You know, you want to – Well, uh, you know
2: Christian Haynes. Mm-hmm and Melissa they're, they they're starting a reading series mm-hmm. which is it's i think it's either going to be on cable access but, oh. it's, but you can find it on the internet um. and we we did a we did an early version before they did their their pilot for their their crowdsourcing where we're sitting around a table and we're doing we're doing a play reading sure, and right. it looks like Charlie Rose <laughs> it's right, right. Got nice. black background and and you can watch it on the internet and it's a, and it's and it's equity actors sure Doing the videos because you can get away with that. Because you I can guess. do that you if it's not
1: theater, right? Yes, right. Mm-hmm.
2: Of course. Now there's other you know, SAG rules that go into it. If you're, you know, right there depending too. Depending on how yeah. many, what your union connection. But, but you know, know the, the unions connection. they got to start really. They got to start changing with the times. That they're going to really just die out.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. Sure. Well, it's no longer marching in the streets. You know that that aspect of being a union is really outdated. Um, so they need to look at those new things. They uh, need to. They don't need to do anything. No, they are organizations that have been around. They will probably be around after we die, and they will probably do just fine. On the other hand, there are opportunities for new things to be happening, and I didn't know they were doing that. I'll get in touch with Christian because I mm-hmm. love working with Christian. I was actually bummed when uh, Shots got in trouble with the union. I was like,
3: no. Did you get a phone
1: call? Well, no, I, I
2: did. From Ethan. I got a phone call, too.
1: I got a phone call. And this is, this is Ethan me from, a, from, <laughs> from and, Equity. And, and, and Christian, to yeah. Christian's credit, Yeah, wrote me a personal check and sent it to me. That's right. Then I got a paymaster check. Yeah. And I was like, dude, you already paid for me. He's like, right. We just wanted it done, and we didn't want any yeah. trouble, mm-hmm. so we just wrote checks. Can you... Give us that check back. And I was like, oh, of course I can. You that's paid right. me for that's the right. job. That's right. There's no I, did way. I did the same thing. I did the same
2: thing. I gave the money back after they gave it to me.
1: Yeah. And um, so, I mean, I got paid. So it wasn't like sure. I didn't get paid. I got paid. And then I got a second check because they had to go through a paymaster because that's what the union You know, requires. I think that was
2: my fault that all happened.
1: Oh, you said something? Or I said something
2: somewhere. It? And, and uh, you know, it, I... You know, I I, I want to do everything on the up and up and legit. I'm yeah. I'm not trying to fool anybody. Well, or when you
1: say you're an advocate, clearly you're not just trying to undermine.
2: No, obviously not. And 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 you know, to Christians' credit, they they did have a contract with Equity. They did. They did, and 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 it had expired. Right. And they kept trying to get the union to talk to them. Right. And he couldn't get a hold of him, and they right. couldn't renegotiate, yeah. and, they, and he kept and he kept kept at it.
1: Oh, I've seen the kinds of emails he got. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, we think we can work this out. Here's a let's increase your budget by five or more times, mm. um, and if you sign this contract, then we can go forward. And it's like, well, wait a minute. Where's the negotiation in this? I was paying this much, and now you want to explode my budget beyond my whole budget for the year. Yeah. And when I say let's talk about this, you want to start from that point of negotiation. And when I suggest that we have any other conversation, you got nothing to say, that's not a negotiation.
2: No. Well, uh, they, they were – we got rolled. Uh, this is what yeah. happened in, in L.A. The, the union actors down there said, look, you can't make these theaters pay us minimum wage if we want to just do it for nothing because you're going to take away all these opportunities for right. us to do theater that we're passionate about doing. And what the we brought a suit against our own union and the yeah. judge threw it out and yeah. they said you guys are crazy <laughs> your union gets to set the rules and right. and uh, and they were they were on that role. it's like a strong arm yeah,
0: I mean, I mean and you have to ask yourself what is the purpose of, of the whole thing I mean are they worried that someone's getting screwed out of money I mean is well, yeah are, taken advantage of
1: but they're also they're a union so mm-hmm. they are representing working people mm-hmm. so they have to maintain some standards. And the real issue is when there isn't that job available to me, what am I allowed to do? Right. And if I'm allowed to do nothing, Mm -hmm. when I'm out of the hundreds, literally hundreds of people up for every role that exists, when I'm one of the 99 who didn't get the job, what am I supposed to do? And the union says, well, improve your game. God. Update
3: your yeah. resume
1: and headshots. <laughs> hey,
0: it's, it's, it's
2: pay it's us more <laughs> money because we are raising the dues. Yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> it's, it's six in hand. Six in one hand and half a dozen in the other. Let's say you, I, I'm an equity actor. I can't get the equity job because um, there's competition, especially in LA. Right. right. So I do a lowball job, and my union is screwing me because I, you know, my they won't allow me to do. My is saying,
1: "Don't act. If right. you can't get that union job, don't act." And like, wait a minute. I don't think that's what you want to be saying to me. I'm right. an actor. Isn't there some – and they have little ways, but every every step of it has been a fight. Yeah. And, and, and I'm fine with the union holding their ground where they feel like they need to. On the other hand, mm-hmm. if you look at TV, the history of TV is great for this. So there was stage, and stage actors didn't do film. And film actors didn't have the skills, for the most part, to do stage. Right. There were very few crossovers. Turn of the century, yeah. And then TV appears. Mm -hmm. And both of those groups decide they're too good to do TV. Mm -hmm. So all the B actors. Yeah. And a lot of the radio 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 stars. uh, Come up and they fill those gaps. Right. And become huge celebrities in America. And everybody else suddenly looks and goes, uh-oh. Wait a minute. Right. But that took another generation. Mm -hmm. And now you can pretty much go backwards and forwards.
0: (laughs) Yeah. As a matter of fact, there are a lot of people who are saying that there's a lot more great content on television even the concept of television is, is obscure because, right. is it... What is television? <laughs> exactly. There's right. cable,
1: there's streaming.
0: Right. Right. I have a
2: television, but I don't watch television. No. Right, exactly. Right. I don't, you, <laughs> yeah. you
0: watch television on television. But that's what I'm saying. In other words, people are find greater content, let's say, I don't mm-hmm. know, Game of Thrones or um, what's the Handmaid's Tale? Right. And, and a lot of other stuff. Even right. writers are, are getting more of their stuff out right. on television than... Oh, this is this is a
2: golden age of TV. I have to say, yeah, right. Every single week there is a new show that is blowing my mind mm-hmm. with amazing writing, amazing acting, mm-hmm. right? Uh, on Netflix, on Hulu, on Amazon, yeah, right. it's it's a, it's amazing. There are so many great shows yeah. out there that are not on what we know right. used to know as network TV, yeah. Right. Right. yeah.
0: And there's also a golden age of companies getting into the the getting into the arts or, or, or are performing. No, arts uh, Net- Netflix well have
2: their own studio. Amazon are going to have their own studio. Right, exactly. Right.
0: Yeah, Am- yeah, Amazon's getting into it. And Apple. I think Apple's about to get of into course, it as I'm well. Of course, I'm sure they are. <laughs> Why it's not? Hopefully it should open up the venue for us actors to get well, in there. Well,
1: it'll open it up to a certain extent, but it'll also be us going, okay – we're going to honor the rules, the little, you know, these structures that you created, mm-hmm. and outside of those structures are these opportunities, and we're going to take advantage of these other opportunities because you're not helping us improve our lot within the mm-hmm. system that you – the restrictions that you created.
0: Yeah. And so it will be an ongoing tug of war. I wanted to ask you, David, because I'm always interested in acting techniques and, and what people's different techniques. Did you – um did you learn a lot of uh, your techniques? I guess what you use on stage from school,
1: training program. from
0: training, mm-hmm. or was it really just you know just going out there and, and just doing it? I mean,
1: uh,
2: yeah, a bit of both. Okay, the, yeah, really, really a bit of both. It, it Did you
0: have any Meisner or or uh, I don't know Sam method? Some acting label. Or, you know, yeah. Uh, I mean, I learned those
2: methods, but it was basically, what am I doing? So I'd start, you know, before formal schooling, acting starts just everyday world. Mm-hmm. Right. You are in a mall, is what I used to do. Mm-hmm. Go, to the, go to the mall, mm-hmm. right, with, with your friends. And you hang out at the mall. But I'd like to just watch people. Yeah. You know, the old couple. Mm-hmm. And you think about their lives, and you think about what they're doing, and the way they're walking, and what they've gone through. and you, And then you start to kind of start to put yourself into... That person, yeah. that that character, you you know, become that that person, hmm. right? So and then you and then you start to you can either start to feel what they're going through, right? Mm-hmm. So so what is that, Stanislavski? That's that's yeah,
1: it's a little Stanislavski, okay. Little or 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 yeah.
2: you start you know walking around like that person, talking like that person, then you start to feel what they're feeling. So what is mm-hmm. that? What is that? Um, Meyerhold is that? Um, ah, um,
0: right. You know, so. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know a little bit of everything, I guess. Yeah, yeah. So and so, um <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm really, I guess, I'm really bad at theory. I just, I don't know. No, no, no. But I mean, you you take. I mean, it's almost like a smorgasbord. You, you take th- you take what what works for you, and you you put away what doesn't work. What I'm what, sure there are many things you? that were taught to you that you're like, well, it's over my head, and uh, you know, if I can't understand it, then I'm not going to worry about it. Uh,
2: yeah. Uh, you mentioned Ragged Wing earlier on. They, they're they a great uh, company. Um, a lot of physical theater, and a lot of the training we do is physicality. And then, you know, out of the physicality come those emotions. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So so that's that's one way of learning.
0: Um, How was your experience with uh, Ragged Wing? Well, no, you're still with Ragged Wing. Yeah, um, right. Yeah. And they're at the flight deck still, right? Yeah.
2: They're at, they're at the flight deck. Okay.
0: That's, that's their home. Right on. Doing
2: so many great Things are they have a show coming up uh, next month called Multiverse, Mm -hmm. Uh, written and and written by a core company Mm artist, performed by a core company artist. Nice, for the most part.
0: It's like like a series of one acts, or it's it's
2: a few one acts, okay, rolled together. Nice, they they did. uh, We did a great thing there that we were a part of um, called Overnight, Mm -hmm. uh, which. There's a few member companies there. There's, there's lower bottom players. There's mm-hmm. uh, Michael French and uh, Luminous Collective, right. uh, um, and we they all got together and, and wrote these little vignettes about uh, you know, what's happening to Oakland, mm-hmm. uh, based around a building that appears overnight. Wow! And the, and and coincidentally, there there actually is a building going up right on the corner,
0: mm-hmm.
2: thirty story building. I think it's probably going to be the tallest building in Oakland, mm-hmm. right there, at Broadway. 12 and, and somewhere sev- sev- seven- around there 17th 17 17th? Oh, 17th? okay yeah
3: okay it used
2: to be a parking lot now the building is going up I mean it's not oh right yeah. yes, yes yes yeah so yeah. it's all about uh, this, this building going up and, and what it means for for the residents and and you know rents and yeah yeah um, so so they're very very socially
0: engaged ragged wing yeah yeah, yeah. very right very there. socially engaged yeah uh, we hit the one hour mark um shout outs
1: Well, no, I – so I wanted to definitely put a shout-out, even though it's still coming up, but they announced it. Playground, Playground SF, each month from October through March, Playground announces a topic uh, to a writer pool of emerging professional playwrights. And they put together each month a different set of these small, like 10-minute, roughly 10-minute, 10-page plays. Um, and then they do the third Monday of the month at Berkeley Rep. They mm-hmm. do a Monday stage night screening at them. Yeah, yeah and there's ground.
2: another company that ha- was equity and had equity actors. And, and right,
1: I know. I I right. got back in as an equity actor. Now I'm in the directing pool because we're waiting for them to resolve all that. Anyway, that starts up next month. Yeah. Great. Um, we, had, uh,
0: we had Ruben Gahalva who talked about that. Yeah,
1: yeah. That, yeah. So I I got a thing from them this week, and I was like, awesome. Awesome.
0: Oh, yay.
1: Um, well, it closes this weekend, but the show at Ubuntu, mm-hmm. um, Rashomon. Rashomon, Rashomon, saw that. Yeah. Well, and right now, um, Mohammed, and I always mess up his last name. Shabata, I think it is. Um, do you know?
2: No, I'm just grimacing. Cause <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. Yeah. I, I can't figure the name either. Yeah,
1: uh, but uh, uh, yeah, he's. Um, He's stepped in for one of the actors. It's only four actors, so mm-hmm. and they're on stage the whole time. So he's yeah. stepped in for one of the actors, mm-hmm. and I believe they close tomorrow. It
2: was so hot
1: when I went to go see it. It was during really? that heat wave. It was
2: 105 degrees yeah, that, nice day. that day. That space is oh intense
1: because I did Death of a Salesman, and we had I was freezing. When I saw yes. your show, I was freezing yeah. my nuts off. Right, we And people were still freezing. We were freezing <laughs> on stage. So the Margarita Ventura, the where
2: <laughs> that little... Red dress. She's wearing almost yeah. nothing. She it must have been freezing. I know.
1: Every night <laughs> she would go to take that jacket off, and it was like,
2: <laughs> oh, and that, yeah. Then Rosyman was so hot, just sweat pouring off my head. Well, I was lucky. I Brain saw boiling it before that,
1: but yeah, they're going on. And then uh, Hamlet will start rehearsals in a couple of weeks. So nice. A um, uh, Hamlet, another Arabian. Uh, yet, Arabian. yet another. This yet is another, is another one. Oh, uh, Arabian, 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 Arabian Shakespeare Festival. No, no I, d- I just got my ticket yeah. for that. Ah. Yeah, I am i haven't started pumping it out to the world. I've told family because I actually have family that's buying tickets to fly in for it. And I'm like, oh, good. Right mm-hmm. on. But yeah, that's, you know, so those are those are my only shout outs this okay. week. Okay.
0: Uh, two birthdays uh, John Hutchinson, a uh-huh. uh, longtime member uh, of EastEnders, formerly of EastEnders. Mm. Um, he, his birthday is today. Also, Linda Ayers Frederick. Mm. Her birthday is today. Yay. Happy the birthday. Uh, the Happy owner birthday. Of, uh, the Phoenix. You've been in the Phoenix, haven't you? Oh, yes. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure you've been in mul- – because there have been multiple Phoenixes throughout the years. Phoenix 1, Phoenix 2. Yeah. <laughs> right. Phoenix 3. <laughs> or, no. Well, it's a Phoenix. It keeps rising. Keeps it's rising. Yeah, exactly. hey exactly. yeah. <laughs> heyo. And uh, Justin Cedonian, uh, who is affiliated with uh, Ray of Light Theater, mm-hmm. that's at the Victorian Theater. They do great work there. And his birthday is actually two days from now, ah. September the 25th. Um. So theater-wise, I see um, – uh, the playground. Uh, they have a production called The Obligation, mm. which will be October the twelfth through November the fifth, and um, Midsummer Night's Dream, SF Theater of Others. Uh, that'll be October the sixth through the twenty second.
3: I've
2: heard of
1: them. I'm, I'm curious. Theater
2: of Others. 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 Yeah, <laughs> I, like, I like that.
0: But uh, I heard the
2: I hear the Obligation is it look the Obligation looks really really interesting.
0: Yeah, I mean, you, if you just look at the cover, I mean, the uh, it's a one uh, man show. Yeah. Oh,
2: right. Yes, that. It yes, plays all the characters, wrote, direct to World War II. I think mm-hmm. drama about is. you know the Nazis mm-hmm. and the concentration wow. camps.
0: Yeah, I got to check that out. Yeah. Also, uh, what well, we talked about, "A Measure for Measure," uh, Cal Shakes. Yeah. Uh, I think they're also affiliated with the Santa Cruz Shakespeare. I think there's a collaboration. That right. They have. Uh, September the thirteenth, uh, so it's already started, and it, it finishes October the eighth.
2: You know what I'm looking forward to is the farm. At oh right, at, um, uh, theater first. Theater first. Yeah, yeah. I saw an excerpt from that a couple it weeks ago. S- they did it the summer. Well, or they did it in the go. park. Yeah, right. When John yeah. John directed right. it. Right. And I saw an excerpt from it at um, their their fundraiser gala, Break, Break oh, Space right. to yeah, Make yeah, Space, yeah, yeah. a couple weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah, amazing. Really, really good singing. Mm-hmm. Really good, you know, good songs. Nice. Um, really good, nice blended cast. Mm-hmm. So I think that's opening um, s- around middle of October.
0: Yeah, we'll have links. We'll have links yeah, to it. Yeah, and um, and I'll, I'll push my show. Uh, we've uh, begun rehearsals for Nia the musical, yeah. which is uh, one of four uh, small mini musicals, twenty minute musicals for the Musical Cafe, mm-hmm. and that'll be August. I'm sorry, October twenty sixth, twenty seven, twenty eight at um, Piano Fight. Cool. So, so that'll be awesome. All right. On, Alright, so hope you had, did. You have a good time. Had a blast! This is great. I'm
2: I'm super flattered. Yeah.
0: <laughs> when you asked me
2: to do it, I thought, oh well, they had a good run. <laughs> <laughs> Guess they've run out well, of people
0: to talk to. And and you totally, vo- you totally have the voice for this. So. <laughs> well, and
3: it's just
1: I mean, for me. So I met you because you auditioned for me. Yes. And didn't then cast, I saw didn't you. cast me. I did not cast <laughs> you. I did not have a role for you. I But know, you I know. came back. You immediately got in touch with me afterwards to say. So I'm just checking in to see what's going on. I'm like. <laughs> okay. and then I bumped into you maybe a couple of years afterwards or something and you again checked in with me about it and I was like at the time I just thought it was bold for you <laughs> to do that and I kept thinking
3: and I think for because me, now? Of that and and I I me now I started letting actors <laughs> know
1: you know that hey I really enjoyed your work I am you are on my you're in my mental rolodex I am trying to keep track of you because I really appreciated what you did And I would be thinking about you, but the fact that you keep asking me about it makes me even, it challenges me to ask myself, well, why am I not (laughs) coming up with something for this guy? Because marketing, marketing, marketing. Yeah. Well, I wish more people did. I mean, you know, there's a point of annoyance. Of course there is. But the point of annoyance for me really made me say, well, why haven't I? And I didn't have a good answer for it. So I was like, wow. So every time I do bump into you again, I'm like, I'm glad you're still doing this, and I'm so sorry I never got a job <laughs> for you.
2: So uh, do you have anything for me? <laughs> I'm no? not producing <laughs> right now. you not I'm producing? Not. Yeah. Well, well, keep me
0: in mind anyway. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, but it's funny you guys. So hungry. So hungry. It's funny you guys mentioned that. I'm working with us, some new actors. Uh, so when the musical cafe, when they, they have these auditions mm-hmm. for people to a- a participate. So I'm working with a young actress who is, I think she's maybe 21 years old, just come out of school. And I was walking to her, to her car, she was like, you know, I'm trying to look for other work, and I audition, and I just don't know. I got to, you know, learn some monologues or whatever. And I just say, listen, just keep pushing. Just, you know, keep putting yourself out there, and don't worry about being an annoyance or whatever. Mm-hmm. Just, you know, put your talents out there and stay hungry.
2: There are so many young actors out there that are right. coming up, so, yeah. uh, you know.
0: And it's a wonderful thing as millennials, because yeah. you think millennials may not care about theater. Right. They may focus on other things and like younger or And
2: younger last night at Cal Shakes was camp night mm-hmm. for the conservatory. Oh right. Fifty kids that are camping overnight out at a Bruins.
3: Right. Blood ass
2: cold. But hey, mm-hmm. they're out there camping. They're they're into the play. They're engaged. Awesome. I mean Measure for Measure is not not the most friendly. <laughs> friendly, you know, like, you know, but they were they were engaged. They're into it. And these are these
0: are These aren't even teens yet. Yeah. So look out. Yeah. That's a good sign. (laughs) They're on their way. Even in this age of the digital age, you know, there's still room for theater. Absolutely. So
1: that's a good way to.
0: Exactly. Always room for theater. Yep. Let me give you my blurb. So you can find the A. Of course, you've already found the A because you're listening to this, but just tell your friends. Uh, Find the A on the Apple Podcast app. That's a purple app that you have on your new iPhone X for those who <laughs> bought the $1,000. Do you have your $1,000 iPhone?
2: Oh, <laughs> David? dude, I bought it the day it came out. What are you talking about? <laughs> Actually, I bought three of them with your uh, uh, bank card. Yeah, that's so, what happened. Thank you, Reg.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, just go search for us on the Yay on the uh, the podcast app on all iPhones and iPads. You can find us. very easy. You can also find the Yay on iTunes. Just click on iTunes. This is if you're on a desktop or a laptop. Click on iTunes, click on the store, use the search engine on, on the upper left-hand side, and search for the Yay, and you'll find us. For Android users, download the SoundCloud app and search for the Yay.
1: Or and just go to SoundCloud, and I think you can That's
0: right, SoundCloud.com. Yeah. Yeah, if you're on a desktop or a laptop. Yeah. The Yay was created by theater people for theater people. If you have a show you want to advertise or you just want to advertise yourself, hit us up on Facebook, and we'll take it from there.
3: And we've we got to find a, a better, better off. sign
0: off. <laughs> and we are out.
3: Yay.